0: You covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe, B-L-E-A-V to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC. Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing available offers. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing available offers today. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, folks. This is Jeremy Evans, your host of the Believe in Sports Law podcast, via the Believe Podcast Network. As always, appreciate you listening in and making us the number one sports law podcast uh, in 2021. We are now in 2022, so happy new year to you. Hope that you had a uh, wonderful holiday, and uh, again, appreciate you being back with us. So This is episode one of season four, and today is uh, Monday, January 3rd, 2022. And today, what we're talking about is off the field performance-based incentives for athletes. So now, normally in a contract, right for an athlete, uh, you'll have performance-based incentives, but they'll be for on the field. So, for example, somebody has so many reception yards in a in a season in the NFL. Somebody has so many sacks uh, in, in in a season in the NFL. The team makes the playoffs. Uh, the team wins the Super Bowl, the team makes it to the conference championship game, Uh, you have so many uh, touchdowns in a season, you know, so on and so forth, right? So there's a lot of different opportunities in contracts for incentive-based contracts. And a lot of times across sports, what teams will do is they'll have incentives in um, for, for a multitude of reasons, one, if the player asks for it and the team wants to do it, uh, or if the player's agent asks for it, uh, but a lot of times you see it where a player is coming back from injury, a player is, uh, been out of the game for a while, or there's some uncertainty around the performance of the player than what might normally be the case. So they'll put a performance based incentives in there to say, Hey, look, we're going to give you a lower base salary. Um, with less guarantee but you'll have the opportunity to um, you know rake in more dough down the road uh, as um, as you sort of meet certain milestones during the season there's been some controversy around this I think there's been there's been occasions where let's say uh, you know a manager or a coach sits a player as he's on the cusp of um, you know, reaching an incentive uh, based on you know, sort of ownership, not wanting to pay, those things are pretty rare and rarely proven. Uh, but there's been talk about that. But what we're talking about today is off the field performance based incentives. Now, normally you're thinking, oh, well, performance based would this be like for social media posts? Uh, that could be true, could be off the field. Uh, but what we're really talking about here is uh, a thing that the uh, Professional Golfers Association, or PGA, PGA Tour, has come up with. Um, and it's uh, called the Player Impact Program. And this is a program, to my knowledge, is the first of its kind uh, in any sport. And what it's doing uh, is and pretty amazing that this is in golf, right? Uh, generally, a more traditional sport. Uh, generally, a sport that kind of sticks with its traditions, and not in a bad way. You know, a lot of times I think people love golf because it's a similar game to what it was in the past. Baseball, the same thing, right? And so, but uh, golf is one of these things. Particularly, the PGA has seen some pressure um, from the outside outside groups, particularly the one out of Dubai, uh, the I think, or it's the Saudi Arabian group, I think, uh, that is looking to. Um, add sort of an international tour. And so the PGA has responded to this by offering incentives and doing different things to make the tour, um, uh, sort of more free in terms of how the players interact with the tour. Uh, there's even been some exceptions that have been given in terms of players who are not normally allowed to play in, uh, play on other tours, particularly the Saudi Arabian one, uh, are now being allowed to do that. So, um, This player impact program may be in response to that, but I think um, that's less of the focus what we're talking about today and what we're really talking about today is the impact that this program is going to have on players and what it means for other sports. I personally think this is a really, really big deal, and this is not something that we've seen in other places. So this player impact program has just awarded Phil Mickelson, obviously golf icon Phil Mickelson, with $40 million for his work in 2021, $40 million to Phil Mickelson. And this is specifically awarded to the player who drives the most media fan sponsorship attention to the game of golf. And they have sort of a set of measurables that they predetermine uh, in terms of analytics to show what the engagement was to show uh, sort of what the success was. Now, of course, uh, off the field performance-based incentives, uh, are in sort of an ironic way. Um, and maybe it makes, I mean, it makes sense, uh, tied to on the field or on the course performance, because if Phil Mickelson was a terrible golfer and had, did not have success, then of course he would not be driving media and fan attention to the game, unless it was like some sort of comedic value or, you know, uh, Billy Madison, (laughs) um, or uh, a happy Gilmore, um, you know, type, type situation. And, uh, you know, I think obviously happy Gilmore being the the more proper analogy there, but just was thinking of Adam Sandler movies, but uh, you know, if something was a, a value, something, you know, that added something beyond performance, but of course, that's not the case with Phil Mickelson. He's a great golfer. And he had a really big year in 2021, even if it was some of the celebrity stuff that he did on the course uh, or even during the pandemic back in um, 2020, which obviously wouldn't count for this for this year's award, but this is the first year they've done this. 40 million dollars is a lot of money. that um, may indeed be more money than Phil made on the course. Uh, so this is a substantial amount. And uh, 40 million dollars is the going rate for some of the top um, NBA basketball stars in terms of uh, per season, um salary you know a lot of the top stars are making 38 39 i don't know if anybody's cracked the 40 million mark uh yet but uh it's up there right so basically by phil mickelson playing well on the course he he drove a ton of traffic to the game um and a lot of the sort of fan attention and sponsorships at least with according to the measurables of the pga uh were the result of phil mickelson's efforts so uh, this is really interesting because what it's doing is people are now getting compensated for engagement, which is sort of this all important word in social media when you're talking about social media influencing, when you're talking about the reason for, for the growth behind name, image, and likeness with social media and engagement um, in college sports and in other places. And, and really what it is, it's an additional way to get money into athletes' pockets, which is a good thing. And uh, this PGA player impact program, um, again, it rewards the player who drives the most fan sponsorship engagement to the game. And of course, what's interesting about this is that uh, in addition to what we've talked about, is that the award is also given to players who come in second and third place um, and down the line. And I think second place was $6 million. So it's you know not uh, you know something to scoff at. And then, of course, uh, the award is also given to the player uh, who brings the most fan engagement and sponsorships um, to the game, basically engagement with the game, um, regardless of performance in the course. Now, of course, the caveat here is, is that you really have to perform well to drive engagement, and unless for some sort of um, different reason, you know, comedic value or you're just a media personality or whatever, you um, but generally, you're going to have to perform. And even if it's not in one certain season or in one game or you know one match, you're eventually going to have to perform. I mean, that's the nature of sports. It's about performance, right? Now, this sort of new profit-making engagement um, or arrangement, if you will, I think it makes sense for a few reasons. I think, number one, when you're looking at like Apple and Meta, which is obviously the um, the parent company of Facebook and Instagram – uh, there was an article recently in front office sports talking about um, they're, how they're both vying for health and tech innovations and fitness through tracking devices, the watches and what have you, the Apple watch, the iWatch, and other platforms and other devices. And of course, this is a big thing to um, uh, to use to track fitness, but it's also something where uh, it is likely and is already being used uh, in in some sense to track performance And, of course, um, teams have used sort of these uh, tracking devices, not necessarily the Apple Watch, but other devices to track, you know, uh, on the field, uh, on the course sort of performance. Uh, And then that's where you get sort of all the statistical data about how fast were they running, you know, what was this, what was that, and in comparison to, you know, sort of uh, past performance and accolades, right? Well, of course, so Apple and Meta are really getting into this And the question has to be asked, well, if we're measuring all this data for on the field, why aren't we measuring it for off the field? But at the end of the day, the match only lasts for so long. These athletes are spending more time off the field than they are on it. And so in that sense, we should be measuring these things. We should be measuring what kind of engagement they're having with fans, what kind of engagement that they're having with sponsors, and what kind of money is coming in from that, and then compensating those players for that. So I think that's what this program is all about. Uh, and again, the reality of it is, is that the tracking will help athletes and teams drive traffic to other areas because they will be able to synthesize that data and then say, okay, let's go into this, let's go into this, let's do that. And I think it'll create some additional profitable endeavors, uh, with brands and athletes. I think another reason that this is a good thing that the player impact program is a good thing with the PGA is that, um, again, it's this idea of, on the course performance is going to be directly tied to off the course performance. Now that's not what the reward says. The reward says the reward says that you do not um, you can have a bad season and still, you know, or not be the the best player um, and still get rewarded with this player impact reward. But, um, but again, I think that the two are connected. Um, Now there is an idea uh, that sort of as a third idea uh, is that iconic superstars can really drive media and fan and sponsorship engagement, even when their struggles uh, are apparent. Um, you know, for example, second place in the 2021 PGA player impact program with the Tiger Woods and he received $6 million. That doesn't, that doesn't surprise, you know, me or shouldn't surprise you that he won this. He's a very popular player and still one of the most popular players on the, on, on the tour and yet uh, has not played very much. And has not been as much uh, uh, as uh, as successful as he was in the past. Injuries and um, uh, personal personal issues and everything else uh, has really driven Woods away from the course. Uh, and by his own admission, it did not have a great year. But it still, one second place. So, again, the point being is is that on the on the course performance is important, but it's not the end all be all, right? There is still an opportunity. Um, uh, to win this award uh, and not be the best player on the tour so and arguably mickelson had a great season 2021 but uh, there was other players that uh, maybe had better seasons but mickelson was the one that was driving this and you know what this doesn't surprise me at all either because i remember years ago i was looking at an article i think it was in forbes and it was talking about this idea that um individual sports being based on pay being based on how you perform and team sports being based on how you perform, but in the only insofar as it was a contract year, because ultimately you're getting paid, you know, five, six, seven, eight year deals, depending on the sport. And you're getting your guaranteed money unless it's football and the money is not always guaranteed, but let's take baseball, for example, or basketball, you're getting guaranteed money based on the life of the contract. Right. So, um, you know, success is sort of um, depends on sort of what season it is. Uh, you know, obviously the, the great players will be consistent every year, but um, that's obviously dependent on injury and everything else. But just something to sort of keep in mind as to on the field and off the field performance. And sort of as a last point, I think it makes sense that that players who are leading in fan and sponsorship engagement or even in garnering media attention Um, which leads to higher purchase prices for media rights when those negotiations happen, Um, where it leads to higher viewership or streaming minutes when you're talking about, uh, you know, broadcasting games and matches, Um, you know, they should be compensated for their success and their efforts. Right. Um, And and in many ways, it's really an additional bite at the apple for the athletes. Uh, And frankly, it's also a marketer's dream to have access to the data and the insights Uh, To help future campaigns and for brands to divvy out endorsement dollars to those athletes, because those athletes can turn around and say, Here's the data that we have, here's the feedback we have on the engagement that we've gotten. You know, basically pay me more money or let me endorse your product. So I'm positive that Phil Mickelson will get more endorsements out of this because he's won this award, clearly showing that he had the most impact in 2021. So, of course, endorsers are going to want, um, to uh, be involved with the athletes who drive that, right? So this is a big deal, I think, and it's the first of its kind that I that I know of. I don't know any any other sports leagues that have done this, and I might be wrong, but at least to my knowledge, it's the first that's been done. Now the new, and of course, the amount of money that's being paid. I mean, I've never heard of somebody getting paid forty million dollars for leading in in fan engagement and uh, sponsorships, but it makes sense that they are. I think this is something that uh, this new PGA tour model is something that other sports leagues potentially follow. Um, You know, for example, I think about a bonus for um, landing on the cover of Madden uh, a bonus for um, leading in social media engagement, a bonus for consistently leading in viewership ratings or streaming minutes and views. So let's say Patrick Mahomes, you know, every game that he plays in, There's five more percent of people around the country that watch. Maybe he gets rewarded for that. So I think just, again, some additional ideas that other leagues could be thinking about. And there's a ton of other measurements. Um, But I think the vein of this is that uh, it is somewhat of a drive to give athletes more ownership over their own success and compensation. So as opposed to just being, here's your salary, it's saying, here's your incentive based, both on the field and off the field. Here's your name, image, and likeness opportunities via social media. Here's your branding opportunities. Again, different bites at the apple, right? Now, as an example, the NBA currently splits its revenues, I think, somewhere between 49 and 51% between the owners and the players. I don't know what the exact split is, but it's right around 50-50. And uh, so this sort of idea that the PGA is coming up with is to say, we want to give you more money. Uh, based on the money we're collecting, based on your engagement, and of course, I think that's that's a good thing. So now, again, the PGA may be doing this for the competition because they have more competition now internationally with regard to setting up a tour and in competitive tours. But I think the PGA is also a first mover in this space, which is really important. And um, the sort of idea of compensating athletes for off the field performance. In uh, driving attention to the game is the first of its kind. And I think very important and possibly the start of a new era in that, or at least a new uh, value add to some of these players and some of these leagues. And of course, once the players get their, um, you know, the players get their eyes on this, they're going to say, well, this is a great way to make more money, but it's also, a, you know, and they're going to be incentivized to obviously compete for this, right? Cause you already have other awards for um, you know, very important awards for, Um, you know, leading in off the field, um, you know, foundation work, off the field work in your community, and you get an award for it, right? Um, And, you know, maybe you have an incentive-based sort of item in your contract for that. I know clearly baseball players and other folks do. If you get an MVP or you make it to the playoffs or what have you, you know, you're going to have some of those things. You get so many home runs, but there's also these things that you can do for foundation work and uh, work that's inside the community, you know, work for the benefit of the community or what have you. But again, this off-the-field incentive-based engagement reward is the first of its kind, and I think it's um, a very big deal. And I think a thought to think about is as some of these upcoming CBA negotiations are ongoing, uh, collective bargaining agreement negotiations are ongoing, particularly in baseball, it's an idea. you know, If you're stuck on some money and you're stuck on a certain figure in terms of what the base salary should be, or if you're stuck on you know, what the, the, there should be, salary cap or a luxury tax, I think this sort of off the field incentive could help alleviate some of that pressure because you're saying, Hey, look, we don't have this money here, but we can have this money over here and we'll help pay you back for some of the engagement you brought in. Right. And of course, the more engagement there is, the more the league or the the tour or whatever it is, is going to get paid. So again, uh, I think this is, um, These sort of off-the-field performance-based incentives are an incredible opportunity. And the fact that Phil Mickelson got paid $40 million, it's just just an astronomical figure. Um, But it shows you the value that he brought to to the course and to the tour. And who knows what the actual value of that is, meaning how much value, according to the analytics, did Mickelson bring in? And then because assuming he's not getting paid the full amount of the value he brought in, the dollars he brought in he's getting paid a portion of it as an, as a reward for doing the work. So, um, you know, uh, maybe those figures are actually in the billions of dollars when it talks about value that he's brought in, or at least in the sort of, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars. So again, folks, uh, it's been this week's episode talking about off the field performance based incentives for athletes, particularly the player impact program for the PGA tour. Phil Mickelson was just awarded with $40 million dollars, uh, for leading in fan attention, uh, uh, media uh, sort of engagement, uh, and uh, growth of sponsorships, a new thing that the PGA Tour is doing. So, always appreciate you listening in. Uh, this episode has been brought to you by uh, Bet Online. Looking forward to being back with you next week for episode two of season four. And uh, thank you again for listening in. And again, I'm your host, Jeremy Evans for Believe in Sports Law. Thank you so much.